social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It is Tuesday. It is December 21st. And there are some changes now. And starting with in Massachusetts, but there's a difference. There is a difference, and I'm going to tell you about it. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They want to thank all of their loyal and new customers making this their best year ever. They are Rhode Island's number one garden center located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. Again, mistletoe, hanging baskets. They also still have some great gifts, birdhouses, uh, custom-made sleighs from a local artist, Christmas crafts. They're open every day until Christmas Eve. Gift certificates are available. Again, look for them on Facebook. Everything Christmas is at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, he's announcing some of the actions that they're taking. And then uh, later today, Governor McKee is going to address the media. And more importantly, President Biden is going to address the media. So, um, what, what's also different is with President Biden, they're talking about trying to activate the military and they want to send COVID tests to all, all Americans. But it, it certainly seems to be a little bit too, a little too little too late. Uh, they certainly got caught flat-footed. But Governor Baker, he is requesting people to wear masks when they go indoors. Not a mandate. There's the difference between masks and Rhode Island. So let's listen to a little bit of this was Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Specialists of all sorts and every person who reports to work in a healthcare setting, thank you on behalf of the people of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. You're working in wildly challenging and difficult times and circumstances. What we announce today will hopefully allow you to serve your patients more effectively. The Massachusetts National Guard is also due a tremendous thank you from getting kids to school to protecting small businesses to now helping our health care providers, these citizens soldiers answer every call. The jobs and commitments they leave to serve us are real, and we're deeply grateful for it. There's no question the next few weeks will be enormously difficult for our health care community. There's staff shortages, sicker patients, and fewer step-down beds available, again, because of those staff shortages. The steps we're announcing today are designed to support them so that they can continue to care for patients. We also know there's some anxiety out there with talk of rising cases, breakthrough cases, and variants. Throughout the course of this pandemic, there's been no shortage of hypotheticals, no shortage of worst-case scenarios to be debated, and no shortage of things we don't yet know the answer to. And it's very easy to get lost in all that. It's also easy to get anxious about all that. But it's critically important that we also remember what we do know for sure. We know the kids are at extremely low risk. And we know that going to school is safe. And in many cases, it's also healthy for children to be with each other and with trained caring adults. We know vaccines work. We know that out of the 5 million people in Massachusetts who were fully vaccinated, only 2% have gotten COVID. We know that among all the breakthrough cases in Massachusetts, 97% of them never end up in a hospital. And we know that of the 1.2 million people over the age of 12 and under the age of 30, who've got vaccinated, not one has died from COVID. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. We know that of the nearly 2.5 million people under the age of 60, less than 1% of these people, in fact, 0.1% of them have died from COVID. And we know for those over 60 who got vaccinated, less than 3% of them have died from COVID. 
And we also know that almost 2 million people in Massachusetts have already received a third dose. We also know that unvaccinated people are 31 times more likely to just test positive than someone with that third dose. We also know that the vast majority of the people in the hospital with COVID are not vaccinated. All that means, among other things, is that we know for sure that vaccines offer tremendous protection from illness better than any other measure. We also know testing works. Rapid at-home tests taken before you get together with people outside your household can prevent transmission. They offer a little more peace of mind this holiday season, too. And the hundreds of testing sites around the state can do the same. We also know wearing a mask can help. If people want to take an extra step, everyone knows they can put on a mask in a crowded indoor place. We updated the face covering advisory today to urge all residents to wear a mask in public indoor spaces. Urge. We'll continue to release the best public health directives we have. Not mandate. So people can make informed decisions about how to protect themselves. Urge, not mandate. Obviously, our administration will continue to support cities and towns and businesses that adopt additional protocols. Vaccines and all the other resources we now have available and know for certain that that they work are far more important than any hypothetical question that we may not yet know the answer to. For the foreseeable future, Massachusetts and most of the country will see large numbers of new cases. But a new case today does not mean the same thing a new case meant a year ago. The therapies and vaccines that offer near universal protection did not exist a year ago. Vaccinated people may test positive, but their chances of dying or getting seriously ill are so small, they pale in comparison to so many riskier behaviors out there. We should not lose sight of this. Yes, cases may go up, but if you're vaccinated, your risk stays the same. That is extremely low. And if you're boosted, your risk of getting sick is even lower. The holiday season is here, and opportunities to share special moments with people we love are also here. The people of Massachusetts sacrificed those moments when hunkering down was truly our only defense. That's no longer the case, thanks to the protection afforded to all of us by vaccines. Getting vaccinated and getting a booster if you're eligible is the best thing you can do this holiday season for you and your family. All right, folks, again, that is Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Again, what I want you to take away from that uh, on the John DePietro Show is he's urging people to wear masks inside, urging it, but it's not mandatory. That's the difference between Rhode Island, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, led by Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, where they made it a mandate, where they're turning uh, business owners into mask and vax police, and in Massachusetts, where this is a two-term elected governor, most popular governor in the country, two times elected, not appointed, not finishing out someone's term, elected. And what did they say? We're urging people to wear masks inside, not mandated. Folks, this portion of our program brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Remember, it's Coogie. Right now, we have a little bit of reprieve because the weather somewhat mild over the next few days. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. If you're having a problem with your heating right now, remember, whether it's heating or plumbing or cooling, 401-732-6562. 24 emergency service. Uh, gas boiler, oil boilers, hot water heaters. It's Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. So, folks, it's the John DePietro Show. That is the difference right there. I think, um, and I've said this, it's unfair what the McKee administration, where they put our businesses that are really the ones along the the uh, the, the state porters as far as the southern part 
they're right along the line of Connecticut and then the northern part against Massachusetts. It's very unfair where Massachusetts is urging mask wearing and then the governor led by Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott of Rhode Island Department of Health have instituted this mask mandate makes it very difficult uh, for business owners on that. I think the governor should rescind it. We'll see if he does. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401 272 3340. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once in a lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One year interest free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Maria. It's my health because it's your health. But it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he's the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, let's start with it right out of the box. Governor McKee, as a result of... Uh, his announcement last <clears throat> last week, uh, Monday, it is now mask mandate Monday, and Rhode Island is an outlier. This is different than what Massachusetts is doing, what Connecticut is doing, obviously affects, uh, really affects businesses that may be uh, right along the border. I'd like to start off and hear your thoughts on uh, Governor McKee introducing this mask mandate. Well, I, I think it's really just management theater uh, designed basically to allow a politician to, to force other people to and say he's doing something about the problem. I think the mandate itself, especially for smaller business under 250, uh, is it a capacity of 250 people, or if they don't have retail fronts or just a, an office, say, where they can they have an option to either enforce a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate, check ID, virus ID, so to speak, uh, that just really puts them in this terrible situation of having to enforce uh, government edicts, which is certain to trim down, uh, well, it's going to cost them staff time or trim down their their customer base or even anger and, and cause conflicts with customers while they're also managing uh, probably the Department of Health knocking on our doors and making sure they're, they're following the commands. It really puts businesses in a terrible position. 
uh, without, you know, without necessarily doing any good. I mean, the, the people who are most likely to comply are going to be the ones who are most likely to be vaccinated and even boosted at this point. Whereas the people who are most likely to need or to in the, from the governor's perspective to need to mask up are going to avoid stores altogether or, or cause the conflicts and push back. And I think he's really, I think he's really overplayed his hand on this one and it's going to do some damage to him, but more importantly to the, the economy and businesses in Rhode Island. You know, Justin, it's um, <clears throat> already, you know, anyone that was out this weekend, there's a lot of people wearing masks. Um, people have learned about it. People can implement, you know, their own, thoughts on it, regardless whether vaccinated or not. There are people that are, are just going to do it when they're hearing that, you know, this new virus is very contagious and it's out there. And and uh, in, and again, anyone that's ever been in line or somewhere where there's someone coughing behind you, it, it certainly is a uh, cause for concern, certainly an annoyance. But but why why did he have to go to the mandate? And, and again, I can't point out enough and stress enough where where we, we just can't afford to be an outlier when we're, you know, we have Connecticut on one side, Massachusetts on the other side. It's just, um, they're, they're very parochial in their thinking. They are. And I, I mean, I think the, the why is it's just reactive. The, the sort of people who the governor has to listen to, and, and I think the indications from this governor anyway, is he, he doesn't want to do this, which is why he delayed. And he actually took some heat for, for actually even thinking about the, the health of small businesses. But in, in our state, they, they really are, I don't know, pre- pushed, persuaded, pressured, something by by the sort of people who go on t- on Twitter and, and panic about people not wearing masks and and take for granted that masks must be a magic solution and it's an obvious thing and if you don't wear a mask or if the governor doesn't mandate it, he wants people to die and that that attitude is is un- unsettlingly strong in Rhode Island and and I think he's bending to that and so you get a foolish. Uh, policy that, that has no no connection to to the reality of our being a really one big border state. Um, and as as you say, people can easily and I've seen plenty of comments from folks just saying, "Okay, I'll go shop in Massachusetts then." And again, that's that's the people who, who would you know under the rule have to wear a mask probably because they haven't been vaccinated. The people who've been vaccinated, it does no good to mandate a vaccine or to mandate masks because they're vaccinated already. So the policy is just so ham-handed that it, I, it just comes from this pressure, I think, uh, he's feeling. And unfortunately, a lot of people applying the pressure are are the folks in the media, professional journalists and such, who just think this has to be done and write op-eds about it. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week. Justin, I think you've hit on two things uh, that are really square on. One is that's a good way to describe, I think, the McKee administration is reactionary, right? He, he totally seems reactionary. And the second one is the way he's going to be treated and perceived in the media when he announced this. If you notice, um, the reporters in the room, the, the people, there's there's no pushback on it. There's basically the media was, you know, commending him in a way for it. Um, <clears throat> he's not blind. He can tell that there's that you, you don't have a media that says, what about the business community? It's if anything, there was this, you know, uh, feeling, I, I think, from the local media of what's taking you so long. Like this yeah, should exactly. have been done a while ago. Um, it goes back to how, as I mentioned, a local reporter described you know she was she was in the store and looked behind her and there was a she was either in front or behind a celebrity and then it turned out to be dr scott when, when you have local media treating someone who again should be you know factually uh, questioned and and just um uh, in in in, an, in a role of journalism questioning many of the decisions done it, it's not going to happen if you regard that person incorrectly by the way as quote a local celebrity well, yeah, that's that's a bit of these where they think anybody who's on the news is a, is a celebrity. I do think uh, the, the position that Dr. Scott has has t- assumed in our in the whole conversation is part of the problem. I mean, you don't have one of the big problems. You don't have a, a parallel cabinet member, so to speak, saying taking up the other end. You don't have I don't know Stephen Pryor out there 
tech businesses because they're they're all kind of within this this bubble that's just panicked about COVID and likes the idea of government mandating things. So that's I mean that would be the ideal is if you had the governor with uh, you know somebody in the Department of Health advocating strongly for whatever would help the health system in Rhode Island, uh, according to her view. And then if you had somebody on a business end, and it, partly that we don't hire people out of the private sector. I mean, Stefan Pryor is another uh, think tank, progressive think tank type who's been in government for a long, long time. So you don't have somebody in there and you don't have strong chambers of commerce or things like that in Rhode Island, really advocating and pushing the governor in that direction where he could then balance the advice he's getting. And I think that's that's the problem. It's just this uniform view, as you point out, throughout the media and the government uh, that whatever we want to, ma- we want to mandate. And that's why I've, I've long been feeling that. The bigger, their bigger concern is it's less about COVID for them and the virus and more about just knowing that if something happens, government can force people to do things. I think that's, that's really what it comes down to. Not only that, Justin, but it also comes back to, you know, they've been so busy patting themselves on the back. And all we've been hearing is, you know, Rhode Island is number one in vaccinations and shots and arms. And then they have all this pile of money to spend through. and, And it just, it doesn't gel. There's no, the, like, wait a minute, Governor McKee, you were saying that we were number one and, and you're giving, you know, $3,000 bonuses to the state workers uh, to first to get it and then seemingly just getting it. There's complaints about how long testing is taking. Um, I heard from someone that was in the hospital, was trying to get discharged. They ran out of oxygen tanks. T- to me, they've been so busy uh, you know, congratulating each other and patting each other on the back of what a great job they're doing. So to me, the announcement that we're going to be different than Mass and Connecticut, it, it doesn't gel with what they've been saying for the past few months. To me, if we've arrived at this point, I, I look at it as a failure on behalf of the Rhode Island Department of Health on the, on the messaging and, and even Governor McKee, for that matter. You know, there's plenty of a events uh, even in as late as late november around thanksgiving he's posing indoors with people without a mask on it just i i understand people you know upset saying like wait a minute where did this come from you said we were number one in the nation and and, and doing great and it's comical justin as i was watching some of the sunday shows you have i said the governor of maryland saying well you know we're number one in vaccinations and then the governor of colorado was on meet the press saying well as you know colorado's number one so it's almost like they're all saying that they're number one. Right. Well, you know, I, you, you hit on a very important point with the, the idea of it being a failure. That's one thing I've been noticing every day a little more. And I, I just wrote about this on Anchor Rising. The one thing you're not seeing is criticism of the use of all this money. Right. You're, you're not seeing, OK, well, you're giving out three thousand dollar bonuses to state workers, whether or not they're vaccinated. Why couldn't that money be used to buy oxygen tanks, or yeah. why couldn't that money be used to boost the pay of nurses so that, and then and at the same time that the General Assembly, I don't know, comes back into session to alleviate some of the regulatory pressure on nurses for licensing so that nurses from other states will come here to work for a while while we're in a shortage because we offer so much money to them to come and make it easy for them. That's how they could solve the problem. But it's kind of like they they thought vaccination had solved the problem. And so was here was this unneeded billion dollars that they could spread around among their friends, among their special interests, uh, and now that the now now that there's been another surge of a, another variant, or whether it's whether it's Omicron or Delta or whatever, now that there's it's we haven't cured COVID, they're all they're all upset that this this money is out there that they thought was just going to be their play money and it might actually be needed for the purpose it was supposedly given for. And so what do they do? Instead of acknowledging that, you don't get the news media saying, hey, Governor, what about this money? Isn't there anything you could spend this money on to help the people of Rhode Island? You get stories in all the papers about how it's the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated are doing this. Well, maybe, but then that's your job to to manage as the government and the federal government just gave you a billion dollars to do it. That's but that's right. that's not even a conversation on the table is that this money should maybe go to managing a, a crisis in healthcare or in, with COVID in the state. You know, why don't why do you need to have businesses out there using their employees if you've got a billion dollars you could pay people to 
if you really wanted to go around enforcing a mouse mandate, not to the businesses, but to the customers. I, why, I mean, that, those are the kinds of things that you could maybe start to think of when you've got endless money, which they do at this point, but they have other intentions for that money and they're not to help the people of Rhode Island. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Politics This Week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, they're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Easy to get to, right off of Silver Spring Street, right off of 95. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, everything is baked fresh, and especially this time of year, they have delicious Christmas cookies, Christmas baskets, Christmas Everything at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, delicious calzones, everything fresh. Stop and see them. Look for them on Facebook, and their hours are Tuesday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Ron and Melissa, delicious Christmas baskets and delicious Christmas cookies and treats, plus the most delicious calzones and also cannolis. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook for directions and hours at the Ropen. It's Christmas time at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Mother's Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal. 401 401- 688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, many people are wondering about the high price of gas, and it comes down to oil. Joining us right now, he is certainly one of America's foremost experts on Saudi Arabia, and it's David Rundell. David, it's the John DePietro Show. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be with you. David, uh, as people go to the pump and uh, see the price of gas and are wondering what exactly, how did we land where we are you have uh, President Biden saying he's going to go into the strategic reserve. Give us a little insight as to how we've landed where we are. Well, oil is traded on a global market, and the price is determined by supply and demand. And what we have seen is that demand is going up faster than supply. Uh, we've recovered from COVID. Uh, in the coming year, we'll probably see demand back to where it was before COVID. But production, particularly in the United States, uh, has declined quite significantly and has not recovered. And so we're having an imbalance in the market, which is being mitigated by a rise in prices. Let's start with uh, people that wonder, why is it that under President Trump the last few years, price of gas seemed to be so low? And then suddenly under President Biden in less than a year, it's in, in many places, it's basically doubled. The real, how would I say it? I don't want to blame that this is not all on the results of President Biden, but certainly his policies have influenced it. Um, we have begun to disincentivize people to invest in oil and gas. We have begun to tell people that uh, investing in drilling for more oil wells is a bad idea, that we're going to not give you permits to uh, drill on federal land, that we're going to shut down pipelines, that we're going to increase regulations. And so people are not drilling oil wells for a variety of reasons, and in the United States in particular. And so the supply has gone down. Uh, as, and as I said, the demand has gone up. 
So that's pretty much what's happened. Um, most countries in the world are producing or still could produce if they needed to at the levels that they were able to before COVID. That's not true in the United States. Our capacity has and our um, production has fallen by a couple of million barrels a day. And it will take time and changes in policy if that's going to increase. Why is Saudi Arabia, why, why, is, why are the Saudis the key to relief across the United States? That's a good question. Um, the Saudis are the only people in the world who maintain a large, a significant excess capacity. Most countries produce most of the time at as much as they can. The Saudis spend a lot of money, drill wells, and then shut them in for a rainy day. If you were the president of Exxon or Shell and you did that, you invested all this money, and I'm talking about tens of billions of dollars, a, a lot of money, uh, that they just leave sitting in the ground until they need it. And, wh and why do they do that? It's a good question. And the reason they do that is because they have a lot of oil and they want oil to remain a major part of the global energy mix for a long time. In order to do that, they don't want prices to get too high. It may surprise you, but they actually don't want prices to get too high because what will happen then? Well, the economy may go into a recession, which would drastically reduce demand, which is what happened in the 80s, and they learned from that experience. And they would also see that if prices get too high, well, everyone will go and buy an electric car, everyone will put a solar panel on their roof, everyone will start putting three levels of insulation on their windows, and people will start drilling for oil in places that are very expensive. So they don't want that to happen either. So they, they unlike many of the producers in OPEC who don't have a lot of reserves in the ground, and the Saudis have billions of barrels of reserve. They could keep pumping oil for another 50 years without a blink in their eye. So they want, as I say, they want it to be a long, they are long-term players and they don't want the price to be too volatile. So when there is a war in Iraq, when there is a strike in Nigeria, when there is a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico, they open up the spigots and try to moderate the prices. So that's that's why they are the, um, if you will, the swing producer. It's in their interest to do it. They don't do it because they like us. They do it because it's in their own interest to do that. Folks, again, he is David Rondell. Petition shooting supplies. Stop in and see John Francis, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop in and see my gun guy, competition shooting supplies. This is where I buy my firearms. You can call him at 401 727-1716 firearms ammunition accessories look for them also on facebook he'll always post updates of inventory both firearms ammunition that they get on facebook and on top of that remember if you're listing right now and maybe you have some firearms that you don't need anymore or use anymore or maybe someone passed away and has some kind of a gun collection bring it in you could either sell it to competition or you could sell it on consignment Gift certificates are also available. Stop in and see Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call John Francis, 401-727-1716 for Competition Shooting Supplies. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, as much as people think of the holidays and Christmas and all the excitement and a new year, that it could bring on uh, people think that they should be happy it actually can uh, there's people dealing with some very difficult feelings and there's been an epidemic of uh, of grown men and middle-aged men taking their own life and dr rob who specializes in this and dr rob i think one of the first things is it's family members or maybe people see someone at a holiday party or just know of someone and they they want to reach out and and find out just how someone is is doing mentally during the holidays yeah, it, it's pretty common for some, some people to be really distressed at this time. And the most important thing you can do is to let somebody know you care. Just to say, hey, it seems like you're really struggling. Is there something I can help you with? Uh, would you like to talk about things? 
um, let's sit down in a quiet place and, and just have some time together and, and try to see what's, what's happening here. Um, so that's, that's really important. Your expression of caring can restore hope to people who are feeling pretty hopeless sometimes. So very it- important. And folks, this leads to this website that Dr. Rob's going to direct people to. We've been doing this now over several months. We're going to continue into the new year. And uh, it's it's mantherapy.org. And Dr. Rob, you know, again, as I said, people see, oh, I, I should be happy. And they see the lights and Christmas. But this time of year and a new year, it, it can emote, uh, bring up a lot of past memories. Uh, you know, people even refer to it as ghosts of Christmas past. We remembered when you were a child and then you think of, Maybe there are people that are no longer with us. And, and for varying different reasons, it, it can actually be a very difficult time for people mentally. It, it can be. And uh, middle-aged men particularly in general are, are very resistant to seeking help sometimes. And there's a certain stigma about going to see a therapist or going to even see your own doctor sometimes. Um, so one of the resources that people need to know about is this uh, web, website called mantherapy.org. Or you can just anonymously go to the website and check out your own mental health status. That's what's called a 20-point head inspection that helps a guy figure out, am I just being stressed or are they really suffering from depression or, or some other mental uh, health challenge? Um, and there's lots of resources listed on there, too. It, it, in the first place, it's a very humorous uh, site with lots of funny videos, but there's also some really valuable resources available there, too. And again, you don't have to face the stigma of uh, seeing somebody going into a, a therapist's office or something. So just go to the website, go to the website of mantherapy.org and, and check it out. It's really a lot of value there. Folks, we speak with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, not only that, but because there is a website and there's a link, people could either send it through text message, they could send an email, received a nice email from this woman that hadn't seen a brother in a while, talked to him, did not sound good, did not sound like himself. And after our conversation, she she just sent him the, the email. She didn't have to talk about it. She just sent him the email and the link. And then uh, and it, it turned out that, that there was something much deeper that's going on. So um, that is one portion of this. And Dr. Rob, you've also been so good and such a leader on leading people. People think about taking a CPR course, but there's even a course that people can take to look for warning signs when there's someone who has kind of lost their way. Yeah, this course is called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And it basically teaches any any adult citizen how to recognize that a warning sign that someone might be thinking about suicide. And then it uh, helps them to be able to answer the question directly. Uh, are you thinking about taking your life? Or are you thinking about suicide? And then let me help persuade them to let you help them get some help, uh, just as a friend or a neighbor or a coworker not a professional, but just somebody who cares about them, and then to refer them appropriately. Uh, it's important to realize that not everybody who might be thinking about suicide needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs 911 called. Uh, so this teaches you how to do this. It gives you some real tools, and as I said, how to recognize first and how to respond that someone may be thinking about suicide. It's been Studies have shown it really saves lives. Folks, again, it's the website is mantherapy.org, and I want people to understand that this is the age group that this really focuses on is middle-aged men. There's been rampant. Uh, it's, it is an epidemic of uh, middle-aged men that have been taking their life. It doesn't have to be that way. So whether it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker, whoever it may be, mantherapy.org, we're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Rob into the new year. Dr. Rob, I want to thank you once again for your expertise, expertise, sensitivity in talking about it and dedication to it. You are literally saving lives, and thank you, thank you for agreeing to continue our conversations. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to, John. I really appreciate all your support and help in this. It's the, I think it's a great service to the community, and thank you so much. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred four zero one five two one zero two hundred Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing you can depend on Henry Oil call them today four zero one five two one zero two hundred reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential and commercial. 
It's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to stay with COVID just for a moment. You know, the Wall Street Journal has a piece. Arkansas, they have a big surplus. They're going to roll down their tax rate. Uh, that's something that I could certainly embrace because then that if, if you, if Rhode Island were to reduce its tax rate, that affects everyone. That's equal across the board. Um, <clears throat> I want to come back to um, also how, you know, uh, we, you were just talking about reactionary. If you look the last two weeks, how many uh, briefings or how much time Governor McKee has spent talking about the homeless situation because his rivals, Matt Brown and the co-op pack, were sleeping out of the state house. They're under the this illusion that the entire state is worried about 229 people that 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 are homeless and these press briefings and more money and Pawtucket Hospital and so forth. Talk about reactionary. You go anywhere. No one. It's not that, you know, people aren't concerned about it, but it's just not the top priority to me. I see him as completely reactionary because he took the bait. Those people camped out at the state house. He had to go buy them. The media, by the way, kept giving them coverage. And then suddenly it, it just so distorted what his focus should have been which was instead of $1 scratch tickets, you know, there's a story in the Boston Globe that Rhode Island's health care is basically collapsing. You have the shortage that no one will ask about the fact that they, you know, October 1st were so uh, cocky and they had all those health care workers leave because of the mandate. I, I think this the past few months have been completely mismanaged by Governor McKee and Dr. Scott. They have, and I, uh, mm-hmm. under a lot of pressure and agreement, unfortunately, by the by our entire Rhode Island elite uh, in the media and elsewhere. Um, but I, th- I think you're you're exactly on with the with the the, the what do you call it? Sleep out Rhode Island. Um, oh my God! The the I mean, Stunned. this was a it was a very from the perspective of the political co-op left wingers it was very successful i mean they went yes. there they made it a major issue they they got at least people to act like it was a big issue as a voter personally i'm not particularly impressed i don't want i don't want to elect somebody who knows how to be an activist and get other people to take action i'd rather have somebody who has some kind of philosophy and, and solutions to offer rather than just make people do stuff that's too often the progressive solution just do something and that'll cure it and it's often what you the government does is worse uh, but i so i think among all the things McKee mismanaged was this particular situation. He could easily have taken action behind the scenes and then just quietly said, oh, no, we're taking care of that. Those people are nuts. Uh, while also spending his his visible time managing a healthcare crisis. I think that would have been a much better political play on his point. But again, it's and it's not entirely his, it's his fault. A lot of it is how Rhode Island operates. You just have this where this this fever sweeps through all these people and they all hang each out. They all are very impressed with each other, as you noted before, your local celebrity in line with me. Um, what that reporter was really thinking was, look at us two local celebrities in line yes, together. That's, um, right. that's the that's the way Rhode Island operates. And that's part of the problem is you just you just get this group think. Um, and they, they, it really is groupthink, especially after in 2018. I don't know if it was Donald Trump or just the progressive surge. A lot of new, the news media in Rhode Island gave themselves permission to to really narrow the range of acceptable discourse and uh, people who were worth listening to. And so you get this this fever spread through this small group of people, and they just change the topic to whatever interests them. And frankly, I think I think we're all getting a pretty good lesson. Uh, hopefully not too late in how socialism really causes problems because mm. when a small group of people is making decisions, they can get distracted. They, they're focused on the wrong things and then they don't address the problems like a situation where you have uh, emergency room doctors warning that we're about to have the worst crisis that anybody's ever seen 
in the United States medical mm. system. I mean, that's the kind of language they're using. That seems to me like that might be where the focus should be and not just blaming unvaccinated people, but actually saying, what is government doing wrong to create this situation? And I, I think we, we really all ought to be looking into that. Folks, our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz. Justin, two other questions on this. Uh, number one, what did you think of the local Republican response to Governor McKee with the mask mandate? And I want to be very clear with people that are listening. My problem with it is when you veer off and you're going to, we're going to be different than Massachusetts and Connecticut, my first thought is that gives a competitive advantage to businesses over the line. What, what do you also make of the fact, how about complete silence from the Providence Chamber of Commerce? Uh, boy, you'd never even know that you have uh, an organization that's supposed to be looking out for the business community and complete silence on on something like that, where the governor instituting this mask mandate. Well, you know, about a decade ago, it, it really came home to me because I was spending a lot of time at these at hearings and meetings and going to these events that they all go to where they talk about the economy and so on. And it really struck home for me at that time that these these business groups and, and it's not just business, it's any kind of group that purports to represent a group of Rhode Islanders in some capacity, uh, you know, like a, like a chamber of commerce purports to do for businesses or small businesses or hospitality. It really occurred to me that they're not there to figure out what those groups want and then go to the government and force that interest to be part of the conversation. They are there to take what the government wants to do and sell that to the constituency so that the government is where their money comes from, where they're, what they rely on. A lot of them have set up like education nonprofits and stuff that get big government grants. Uh, That's the, so we, we allowed during relatively safe and good times, we allowed those folks to become part of this insider class. So it doesn't surprise me because they, that they've got really nothing to say because they know who they're representing. And if they were to turn around, I mean, you asked about the state GOP there. I mean, some regards, they, their statement has been stronger than I would have expected talking about yeah. civil disobedience. And uh, if, if the Chamber of Commerce types were to turn around and take that sort of really strong stance, they'd be written out of the insider groups. You know, WPRI would start calling would be on newsmakers for example they would be they would be put in the deplorable trump mega camp uh and they don't want that they want to stay on the gravy train and so they're not going to push where it needs to be pushed and i think that's where the the state gop is is you know good for them for for standing up a little bit more although on their part i'd i'd kind of like them to start rather than just saying civil disobedience to start saying and blake flippy had a good uh i get on twitter a good thread talking about here's why what the governor did was was un- uh, was unlawful with this mask mm. mandate or extending the uh, emergency they need to be offering that alter- here are the policies that need to be changed here are the rights that are being violated and here's how we'll do it they're headed in that direction but i i think it could be a little stronger there what do you make of the fact of uh that dr scott unelected official head of the rhode island department of health she's actually going to be the one in, uh, according to the governor mckee order in charge of the COVID task force um, this is someone who, to me, Justin, has proven, and again, all the respects to Dr. Scott, but definitely an activist, attended a lot of the BLM protests, always talking about the poor people of Providence and Central Falls. I, I would uh, I, I'd be very leery. I'm shocked that that's the person in charge of the COVID task force who could make life very difficult for the for the private sector. Right. And, and that's I mean, that's a little bit of going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. The, the Department of Health has a specific mission and you would expect the leader of that department to, to have a particular point of view and, uh, and take us put things in a certain list of priorities. And that's that's good. That's how departments should work. The problem is you don't have any balance. I mean, why not? Why not pass this off to I forget if it's a department or division, but business regulation. Right. Or or labor and training even right just just some other group that's say okay you and you we're going with this dumb policy of Mm. mandating masks and forcing businesses to enforce it among their people but you you take the lead on enforcing this Uh, maybe they'd be a little bit less inclined to say okay we're going to be issuing 500 dollars fines if we catch you without uh employees you don't have harassing customers for vaccination cards they didn't bring with them you know that instead of looking for that maybe the business regulation would look at something how can we actually make this work so i, th- I think we've, we've just gotten to where we're we're taking a 
this this emergency in a category of healthcare, and we're saying, okay, Department of Health, you take care of it. And that's not really how it ought to work. Frankly, it goes to why we shouldn't be using emergency orders to to uh, to, to manage a long-term crisis because you need all these perspectives coming together. Uh, and that's, that's if you're going to do something dumb like a mask mandate. Folks, another quick break, a lot more politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro show. Propane plus for heating and cooling. Call propane plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 in Rhode Island. Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and also now it's renewable online at propaneplus.com propane plus heating and cooling in massachusetts call the rehoboth office 508-252-3359 and in rhode island 401-885-4209 you can depend on propane plus it's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. To check out our website, depetro.com. Depetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival. Comfort food and cocktails. Located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence, Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards. The Senadale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy-efficient, quiet and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL Carry a factory authorized dealer, licensed, by the way, in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Replacements, whether it's for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. This winter, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380. 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Check out the website, dipetro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there. And that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, dot com.